In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey y'all, I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. We're here with our Quality Matters podcast. I have a feeling you'll hear some bloopers. Kyle likes to start recording before I know he's recording, so he he says he wants to put together a blooper reel. Oh, it's already on the tail end of the first six of these. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one might go a little long. It might not. I don't know how it's going to go. We're, we're a little nervous to do this one. A little bit. Kyle's has a big philosophy. We don't want to get political. No, um, not at all. I agree with Kyle. I am not a political person. I don't follow it very closely. So I kind of want to preface this podcast by saying nothing is intended to be political. I know that there's news and media outlets that are one party or the other, but I couldn't tell you which media outlets are which parties. So I've pulled some articles from different places and they just are what they are. So bear with us. This is something kind of different. As you guys know, we like to find different ways, different things that can be audited that people don't usually think about. Sounds good. Let's roll with so, it. Kyle's a little nervous. It'll be good. <laughs> Y'all hang with us, all It'll right? It'll be good. All right. So recently, you may have heard about this. It was national news. Um, Houston Police Department served a no-knock warrant on January 28th, 2019. Um, when we first heard about this, it was, you know, five officers down and then the hospital and everybody prayed for the officers and most definitely so. Two of the suspect, the two suspects were shot and killed as well. Um, but then very quickly, it came out that maybe the officers weren't doing what they were supposed to be. Well... Maybe some nonconformities or some... Some nonconformities. Yes. There we go. I told you Kyle's going to keep me yes. on track to use the right words. And, and none of this is to diminish the work that any of uh, any of these brave men and women do. Absolutely not. We totally respect our police officers. We back the blue 100%. So I'm going to kind of give the backstory because I don't even know that Kyle is very familiar with everything that happened. He's always surprised by these when we come in here. Yeah. So from what I've read, like I said, I've read several different articles... What precipitated the investigation was a phone call saying um, from the female's mother, the female suspect's mother, saying that the daughter was either doing heroin in her home or dealing heroin. I can't remember which. So the police started to investigate. It was, I believe, a two-week investigation, and the warrant was applied for by one officer in the warrant he states that he used a confidential informant it goes into lots of details the warrants available online publicly um the confidential informant reported buying heroin and you know there's a whole thing they go to they used money from the police officers and return the heroin back to the police and all these and things. i think those are kind of standard procedures for standard stuff. things um so the confidential informant replied that there was more bundles of heroin there was a gun close by on the premises. 
So that's what precipitated the no-knock warrant. So let's back up a little bit. To get a warrant, what do you need? I don't know. What do you, you don't know. So I will tell you, the Fourth Amendment is where warrants come from. Okay. And you just have to establish probable cause for the warrant to the satisfaction of a judge. Okay. And the officer has to make an what they call an oath of affirmation. Basically Sounds saying, fair. I swear it's true. The no-knock warrant comes into play where you think there will be violence. You know, they have reason to believe that it's going to be dangerous to the officers, so you want to surprise the suspects so that you have an upper hand kind of thing. I can appreciate that. So, based on this confidential informant, mm-hmm. he said there was a gun. Right. Officers' experience are that whenever there's a gun involved, mm-hmm. it's there to protect the drugs and to protect themselves and will probably be used on an officer. So that was the justification for the no-knock warrant. Judge issued the no-knock warrant, and within, I think, like three hours, they were all there. Oh, lots, wow. Lots Very of quick. officers. Very quick. It happened much quickly than I imagine in my head right. serving warrants happens. <laughs> um, So that's kind of that part of it. Now, to talk about what happened when they actually came and served the warrant. One officer busts open the door, and, you know, I imagine from what I've seen on TV, they bust open the door and say, please search warrant, you know, as they're busting open the door. A second officer enters behind Mm -hmm. the first officer that busts open the door. There's a dog, a pit bull, that starts attacking the officers. Okay. Dog's immediately shot and killed. A male suspect... And, of course, this is a report of the officers. So, a male suspect's approached from the back of the house firing a gun. Okay. The second officer was shot, mm, I think maybe in the shoulder, and fell on the couch when he got shot. When he fell on the couch, the female suspect came and was reaching over him for his gun. Oh, wow. So, um, another officer was then shot by the male suspect... At which point the police just kind of opened fired, opened fire. I can imagine they've already the got a male yeah. charging, females mm-hmm. reaching for the officer's gun. One person's been shot. They've been attacked by a pit bull. And as you can imagine, I'm sure this was all happening, you know, very, very within quickly. seconds. Very quickly, yeah. Um, so they opened fire. It immediately killed the female, and then the male engaged in mm-hmm. fire battle, gun battle. The officers retreated Mm -hmm. as the male continued shooting, and he was shot and killed in the fire, in the gunfire. So, then, from what I've gathered from researching this and reading this, after you serve a warrant, you have to turn in, I believe, something called a return warrant. So, what did you find at the place? And it shows that they recovered two shotguns, three rifles some marijuana, what they believe to be cocaine or the synthetic opiate fentanyl. Okay. The key here is no heroin was found. Yeah. So, um, And that's the whole reason they were there to begin with, and they clearly had no warning. Right. The people had no warning. It was a no-knock warrant. So, we decided to do this Mm -hmm. because... One day I was watching TV and my show got interrupted for a news brief, (laughs) which I don't usually watch, but I'd heard bits and pieces about what was coming out. And I said, oh, 
And Kyle happened to call me while I was watching this, and I said, hey, this is really cool. And so we thought we could look at it from an audit perspective. Maybe what things need to be changed. And y'all, look, we are not police professionals. Don't want to be police professionals. And from what I understand from that news briefing, they've already got three or four different committees and departments and things investigating this and probably going to recommend some changes and things like that. We just thought it'd be fun to talk about it on here. And, yeah. you know, from an audit quality from a management perspective. Yeah, quality perspective. perspective. So, I mean, I think you start with the Fourth Amendment mm-hmm. and how you get a search warrant. Yeah. Um, if it's as simple as what I'm reading it, looks like there's not a lot of, what, checks and balances? Is that the right word I'm, I'm looking for? I'm not sure. For? But, you know, I would think, and, you know, it, let's just kind of go back to, to the business world. And something here, when you have a, you know, a a critical customer request, which for the police department, who's the customer? The the citizens of the community, they're they're the customer, Mm -hmm. right? So in business, if you have a critical customer requirement, sometimes you you have to use very short order procedures to get the job done. So if they request a a critical change to the product, Maybe you don't have time to, to vet it as, as well as you like because the requirement's coming from the customer and the customer's you have to satisfy. So sometimes it's a little more lax than if you were designing a brand new product from, from scratch. I know it's kind of a weird analogy, but just kind of bear with me for a minute. Um, so the customer says they want this, uh, this change and they want a piece of the component removed. We may be not 100% sure that it's a good idea, but you run it up the chain, you go to management, you go to an engineer, in this case, go to an officer and you go to a judge and they say yes run with it well you have to be prepared for the ramifications right when you run with it right um so i don't know it's 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 hard to say i think i mean i agree it's a catch-22 yeah when you know something that's going on and you need to rectify that situation quickly you need quick approval yeah you do you need that but I also feel like you need somebody in the background. Well, I mean, I guess that's what you say. You're going up the chain. That's the judge. He's the guy that's, that's saying, the chain. okay, I agree. But he's basing it off of this one officer right. that says, yes, I, okay, that says, yes, I swear it's right. true. So another piece that you may not know about, there was no heroin found. Right. So then they started looking more closely at his warrant. Mm-hmm. And they went to all the confidential informants that this officer has ever dealt with mm-hmm. and could find no confidential informant that had anything to do with this buy. Yeah, see, this is the thing with uh, uh, kind of these critical customer requests. I know it's kind of a silly analogy, but I think it actually works here. Is if your customer is asking you to perform a modification on a product that's never been tested, never been done, and you're going to go with a verbal on that? It's kind of silly. I'd want yeah. more. I'd want something on paper that they had signed off on before I even ran it up the chain. Well, the confidential informant, though, that's the whole point. They're confidential. Like, they're not going to keep helping you if they have to say, hey, it's me. I was the snitch because that jeopardizes their life. That's true. Out in the real world. So I don't know what the solution should be, but I'm telling you, for anything like that, I'd want to have my ducks in a row before before I did something yeah. drastic. And I'm trying to think of the right word to say this without, I don't know. You know, he had 45 
I think they said 45 confidential informants. I could have made that number up. I don't know. It was a significant number of confidential informants. But, you know, they could also say, no, I wasn't the guy yeah. and be the guy just because they don't want to be involved in what's going on. You know? Yeah, I know. There's, you know, people are people. They are. They are. So, um, so that's what prompted the investigation to say, hey, not only was there no heroin, and that was the point of us going into this house with a no-knock warrant. Now, turns out the no-knock warrant was needed because they did have a gun and they were ready to open fire on police officers. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason for going in there was right. heroin, and it wasn't there. Right. So, um, so we've talked about you know things to audit, maybe how to get a search warrant. Um, uh, they said that they have to describe the premises, describe the suspects. That was all done. Mm-hmm. Everything was done according to plan. So, you know, maybe audit that. How mm-hmm. do we? How do, we talked about that a little bit. And um, the second thing we could audit is maybe um, again trying to think of the right way to word <laughs> this, but disciplinary actions, how they're handled, mm-hmm. the character of the mm-hmm. officer. Because, oops, as it turns out. Um, this officer has been on the force since 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, he has 10 negative incidents on his record. Okay. It's over a 35-year period. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and of those, this is, you know, I was reading one of the articles that was listing, there was one article in particular that kind of went through his negative history. Some of the incidents were his fault. Some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. Some of them were while on the job. Some of them weren't on the job. You know, so it's like you can't really nothing have, really major, just glaring. But enough some to look of it at. was some of it was major okay. and glaring. Um, but you know, we we back the blue. We're not here to talk bad about anybody. But maybe just look at yeah disciplinary actions and. As, like, input into the process of issuing a warrant. Yeah, like, is he qualified right. to swear an oath right. to ask for a warrant? It's a good point. Again, we don't know nearly enough the facts. These are all kind of hypotheticals to some degree we're looking at here. Right. But, no, that's a good point. And, again, it's similar with uh, in our last podcast that we talked about suppliers, right? So you've got different um, levels of suppliers. Yeah. Okay. So maybe officers with, you know, this outstanding record and accommodations, they could go for a no-knock warrant. Cause that Which seems he to- also had many accolades, too, okay. in his history. So I just, you know, I think maybe the police department as mm-hmm. a whole says, okay, once you've had this number of disciplinary right. actions or you had this kind of disciplinary mm-hmm. act, you are eliminated from asking for, for a warrant or a no-knock warrant or, yeah. you know. Whatever. So something like that could be audited. And, and I think that's fair. And again, with uh, any kind of supply chain management, you run into that um, as well, because I kind of see the, the officers here as, as suppliers to the customers, right? right? They are supplying the protection. So they are the suppliers in this process. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you rate your suppliers, at, at some point you do say, eh, you are out. You cannot provide quality critical services for us anymore. We'll use you for all sorts of other stuff, and you're going to mm-hmm. be a great great supplier of ours but for anything's quality critical you're you're out or you're on probation from it for a period of time or something along those lines so i think that's fair yeah if we could back up a little bit though 
so some companies, some organizations, provide really, really standardized services, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they make the same widget over and over, they make paper products, they make the same paper products mm -hmm. over and over, and they really pretty rarely get a customer request. And I'm sure many of the people listening here, you've called someone and wanted a product, and they said, no, we don't make that, and then that was the end of the conversation, because mm -hmm. they don't do anything custom. Mm -hmm. Now, Texas Quality Assurance, we do everything custom. Right. So we are, um, well, accustomed to these uh, unique solutions. And let me tell you, advanced planning is so important for these um, unique solutions because I need to know ahead of time so many of the problems I'm going to run into. We have a scope well defined. And, you know, as goofy as it sounds, these custom solutions, we've practiced providing a lot of times. It's like a whatever the, the websites that we provide for quality mm -hmm. management services. Well, we've gone through that custom process a lot of times. We pretty well know what to anticipate and when to anticipate mm -hmm. it. I would be curious how much training the officers involved in this operation had in these type of, for lack of a better word, combat situations. Yeah. Were they adequately trained to enter a home in these in this scenario? I didn't read anything about training, so I don't, I mean, we can't say yes or no to that. I would hope so. It sounded like, from what I've read, that this officer is on a team, mm -hmm. a narcotics team that has worked well, or maybe a division that has worked well together. Sure. So that's the other thing I kind of wanted to address. Like, this officer in particular is the one that's under fire, so to speak. Well, that was probably a bad term to use, but he's the one being investigated. Um, you know, because he's the one that applied for the warrant. He's the one that said I had the confidential informant. But I wonder how much of it was a team process. Yeah. And he's the one being investigated because he filed for the warrant. True. So, you know, he's taken the blame. And, and the other thing about all this that's sad is that, you know, the two suspects are mm -hmm. dead. Um, and five officers went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I think two of them that's what I heard are still in, still in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. So, And that's what's sad about it. And, and we are not here to nitpick what people do. But when you have critical processes, you can't afford to miss a step. Things you can't. go wrong and they go badly wrong. And it's hard because, like you said, it's the police department. Mm -hmm. They have, I mean, God bless the police officers Absolutely. because... They have to think on their feet, come up with quick solutions, Absolutely. and they're always being judged by the customer, you yeah, know, so to is. speak. They're constantly being, you know, I know any knock on wood, I haven't been pulled over in a long time, but anytime I get pulled over, they always come up and say, you know, I pulled you over, and I always say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, speeding. I mean, well, and, you know, things like this, see, again, relating it to the business world, is you've got customer satisfaction, you've got customer yeah. loyalty, and without getting into the bipartisan yeah, I just issues, want to touch on that right now, because you said customer loyalty. So that's a big thing right now, and mm -hmm. that's what I saw in the briefing, is that now the trust is broken. I'm sure there's some sort of political divide I'm there. Sure. I don't Like I said, it's I don't follow it. <laughs> well, I don't follow it, so I couldn't even tell you what it is. But, you know, the trust is broken yeah. now, because this police officer, the citizens feel like, mm -hmm lied to right. get the search warrant and now two of their fellow customer right. citizens are dead five you know and even the people that are probably in support of the officers are still upset because now five officers have been shot because of what happened whether he lied or he didn't lie or whatever happened
Now, because of this warrant where they can't find a confidential informant, and so they're saying he lied, Mm -hmm. now they have to reinvestigate all the cases that he was ever involved in. And that is such a mess, but that happens again in the business world of, you know, let's just imagine that we're um, working with uh, food safety, right? Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with food safety. And like this happened with Bluebell, right? And people started dying because oh, of yeah. what was in it. Not trying well, to get into that whole history, but um, you know, when something goes wrong, you can't just address the one-time issue, and especially when something big goes wrong. And I would mm-hmm. think five officers being shot, mm-hmm. two in the hospital, and two people dead, that's well, like worth said, investigation. And it's, and it's very public. It's it made is. national news. It is. And let's face it, in, in the business world, we investigate those things that affect our customer satisfaction more than we investigate those things that don't impact well, our customer course. satisfaction. Um, and the people, the, the citizens of the city of Houston are the customer. Yeah. So you have to really investigate it and say that you found that the reason that these people were getting sick was because of a bad measuring device. Okay, so we're back on Bluebell yeah, now. Yeah, sorry, back okay. on Bluebell, <laughs> sorry. So it's from a bad measuring device. Well, now you have to go through and check the quality of the product of everything that device measured Yeah. since it was you know last mm-hmm. in calibration. And then you may need to go through and check everything that was calibrated by that calibration company. Right. And so this this one big issue can spawn millions and millions of dollars of loss. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I heard that it was over 1,400 cases that he's been involved. I mean, oh, he's man. been on the force for 35 yeah, years. Yeah, that's a lot. So now they're going to have to investigate all those cases. And so now think about it, because you're talking about Bluebell, where they're a private company and their profit mm-hmm. is their profit. Well, HPD is not a profit no. company. That's the taxpayer's money. No one can bail them out and, and rebuild them. So, you know, yeah. it's, the taxpayers are going to be upset because no, I agree. not, I mean, the whole situation, now their money has to go to investigate all these cases. And yeah. like I said, and then the time of all these other entities that oh, are yeah. involved in investigating. And imagine and, the disruption this is going to cause to ongoing investigations. Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. I, the, the the cost can't be fathomed. So to go back a little bit, I will say that they have already discussed the no-knock warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they've talked about, especially in Texas, it's yeah. probably not a good <laughs> idea to have a no-knock warrant because we believe in our guns. Yeah. And, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit. You know, we are law-abiding citizens. So we do everything that we're supposed to do. And let's say that they got a confidential informant that said we had drugs in our house. Right. We don't. But say they came in with a no-knock warrant, I, I mean, probably, somebody's going to get shot yeah. because we know that we're following the law. Right. We know we're doing nothing wrong. So if somebody's busting into our house, it's to come cause us harm. Uh, you wouldn't get very far. So they talked about, <laughs> especially in Texas, yeah. these no-knock warrants are really dangerous. Um, so I believe I heard the chief of police say that they're going to evaluate that, and they may have already changed it, that um, either he has to approve a no-knock warrant or one of his two right-hand people has to Well, that's to kind of where we started it. this this discussion yeah. with and i think that's a great solution because the bigger the intervention the more approval you need to have in place it yeah. just needs to be that way yeah so they've already you know i commend them for that they've already said hey we've got to have something in place for the no-knock warrant and i think you know well i don't know maybe that's where the citizens were coming down the hardest on mm-hmm. because if they hadn't 
done the no knock yeah. who knows how this could have turned no, out and we're not here to investigate it at all we just no. kind of want to like it's a great real world example it's things how, to consider it's yeah. like you would go in and audit it's just all yes. these things to consider you? and this is you know the probably the most um exaggerated case we may ever talk about yeah we um, wanted to pull something from yeah. current events and say hey look at this well you know i, I do a little bit of safety consulting and i was safety manager for a while and my boys are tired of hearing me say it, uh, is there's no such thing as an accident. And I tell them there's only carelessness and recklessness. Yeah. And I'm not in this world that, that these uh, officers live in. No, not at all. But that same zero tolerance for accidents that we have in the oil fields, I, I wonder, I would be curious. And if, if anyone's listening to this that is an officer, I would love to talk to you and legitimately learn more yeah. about what you have in place because we're Absolutely. very interested. Yeah, and I tried to do a little research on it and I couldn't get anywhere very fast. And I hope that you guys, our listeners, realize that we're not no, we are not bad-mouthing no. anybody. We're trying to stick to the facts as yeah. much as possible. But it's a great learning opportunity yes. for, for anyone in any industry. Yeah. This is a great chance it just, to this learn. This one seems to be more of a hot button topic and more sensitive because, you know, you got the good guys trying to do the good thing that hadn't has not turned out so well yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So But no, this is a this is a great topic. I, I appreciate you putting everything together. I know it was a lot of work. Yeah, and like Kyle said, seriously, if there is somebody out there that knows more about this and would like to comment and come on our podcast and talk about it, please, please do. Please, please do. do. We'd like to have some more information and we'd like to hear your side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate so it. We welcome comments below on the podcast mm -hmm. or um, you can find our phone numbers on our website at Texas Quality Assurance and love to have you on and talk to you more about it. All right. Thank you very much. No, wait, I need to... Are we ready? Are you ready? Are you recording already? <sighs> okay. <laughs>